Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I can tell you what you want to hear, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Easy for Manchester City and Stamford Bridge's Brentfords. It's Monday, 30th October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Jim Campbell. Welcome, everybody, to the Football Ramble. It's Halloween Eve. Mm. So welcome to this very spooky edition of the Football Ramble. Oh, no. I I completely did not notice that it's Halloween, so I I haven't got anything spooky. No, I don't have anything for trick-or-treaters either. No. Oh, I do, but then I realise I'm going to be out. Uh, on the evening, Peter. so I've just been eating them. <laughs> yeah, your, been... your idea of giving people a treat, yeah. I'll leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> what I do from my window is absolutely fine. <laughs> well, speaking of which, what was your highlight of the weekend, Jim? Uh, my highlight of the weekend was... Passing by Pete's window, presumably. Um, well, no, I might drop by there later. I didn't realise this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But um, my highlight of the weekend came from uh, my future England manager and yours, Gary O'Neill. Oh! Um, when he was talking about the officials after the, um, after the Newcastle game. Where he was saying, like, I've tried talking to them, they don't listen. (laughs) I'm just not going to bother from now on. Like a substitute teacher. Yeah. Or like 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 a sort of, like when teenagers fall out. Mm. Yes. like blank each other if they see each other in the street he's going to try that sort of tactic <laughs> I like it's that like, I'm just going to blank the officials as if they're not there nice. do you think he's going to have to uh, up his sort of um, PR and, and, and press a game if he does get the England job in the future which we're <laughs> massively touting him for for some, <laughs> some reason it's the Gareth Gary kind of thing maybe that's it yeah um, mm. I, just ignore, oh, I've had enough of that lot I they that. always beat us <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how long he can hold out for. Yeah, yeah. I quite, I quite like. I thought you were going to say his reaction to uh, Huang's goal, mm. which was a be- the turn. Yeah, I mean it, it, him and him and. Uh, well, I don't want to. Well, I was going to say I don't want to take anybody's highlight of the way, but him and Calvert Lewin's turns mm. were, 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 were beautiful turns that we saw. But when he did that, he, he, he did that thing a bit like um, Zidane did in the uh, Champions League final, and Bale scored that goal. You know that kind of. Ooh, that kind of thing. And it quickly went into a, a more raucous celebration, mm. but mm. enjoyable. So Gary O'Neill once mm. again takes the plaudits on the football ramble. Pete Donaldson, your highlight of the weekend. There's no two ways about it, Marcus. I met a dog called Bernardo Silva. You're joking. A, a dog wasn't allowed on the floor yet because it was a little puppy. I hadn't had that shots, but its name was Bernardo Silva. That is outrageous. He'll have shots in the future. <laughs> where, where was this? At Man City's training ground? Uh, no, it's just a football, 11 aside. Um, there was a there was a woman on the sidelines. I said, "What's the dog's name?" Bernardo Silva. I was like, "Fine, no more, no further questions." <laughs> yeah. I also have a dog named after I, a footballer. I have told the story. I think on the round before the, the the most outrageous dog name I've ever heard of was um, this the very posh woman who who walked into a, an establishment once, and this mm. dog was kind of causing carnage. But she, being that level of poshness, was kind of unaware mm. of pretty much everything, but especially mm. the dog doing that. And someone said, "What's your dog's name?" So they try and call it. One member of staff. 
and she went, um, Lady, Mid- Lady Midnight. Lady Midnight. <laughs> Midnight. Yeah. And then the person just went, Lady Midnight. Yes, La- Lady Midnight. <laughs> and so you had this northerner wow. going around going, Lady Midnight, come here! <laughs> so yeah, you, you, it's amazing. You can find them, but Bernardo's mm. still... I think, yeah. It's good stuff, isn't it? Topical. It is topical. <laughs> Incredibly. And, uh, had you said Sean Goethe, it would have been okay, <laughs> but it wouldn't have been as dog. Yeah, it's not really a dog pun, Sean is Wright it? Phillips. Sean Wright Phillips. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, uh, so I had a nice time at the weekend. Look oh. at it. It wasn't a Saint, Bern- Saint Bernard, was it? No, it was a right. tiny little thing. Yeah, he did. You said it was like a dog pun. But yeah, he'd, had, he'd, had his, he'd not had his jabs yet. But also in the same match, I was wearing mesh um, pockets in oh, my yes. shorts yep. uh, and I had a visible uh, £20 note in them. Mm. <laughs> I noticed at the end of the match. Opposition could see <laughs> the bribe you were taking. No, just could see that was big money, baby. <laughs> 20 quid. Yeah, that checks 20 out. 20 notes. They saw, the, the, they saw the, the note and then they saw the face and went, yeah, that checks that out. That checks out. Actually, it would be your own team, wouldn't it, seeing the bribe? But still, outrageous stuff. My highlight of the weekend. See, the obvious answer for me is Raul Polini's beauty mm. at Brighton, of course. Also as well, because it had that glorious thing of the net being soaking wet. So yeah. when, when the ball hits the back of it, mm. it shimmers and explodes. Yeah, it's the, just beautiful. so much rain this weekend. Round of applause for the uh, groundskeepers and groundspeople. Done, done very, very well indeed. Mm. But actually, that's not my heart of the weekend. Mine was seeing... Ex-England man Harry Winks scoring a beauty for Leicester City. Lovely one against QPR. Right. Curled it into nearly the... We'll give him top corner. Mm. Roof of the net. And it just I just love that when a footballer who's obviously had some... some I'd say past glories. I mean, he did play in a Champions League final, for crying out loud. You know, goes mm. off the ball a bit and then comes roaring back in the Championship. And Leicester are surely going to get yeah. promoted. It's very early days of the Championship. It's a madhouse. But they are unbelievably good this is season. Is it fair to say that's the league to do your roaring? <laughs> yeah. If you are a player who has played in the Champions League final. Absolutely right. Yeah. You've got a lot of roaring. Very roarable, this league, says yeah. Harry. <laughs> Very incredibly roarable. Is this it? I can't believe how crap they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, gentlemen, let us move on uh, to the Manchester derby where Bernardo Silva was magnificent. Mm. Manchester United zero, Manchester City three. Manchester United were obliterated by their noisy neighbours, according to Gary Le- Gary Level, Gary Neville um, <laughs> on the level. Which he was, yeah. Gary, Neville. <laughs> Gary Leveling up Neville, mm. um, and presumably lots of people who, who saw that match, Jim. Yeah, I mean it was a very impressive display from City, wasn't it? And it's sort of what we come to expect for them but it's you know easy to forget that they well it's not easy to forget if you saw any of the match build up actually but it's you know they, they <laughs> lost this fixture last season yeah. um, and having you know recently lost a couple of games in the Premier League in a situation now where they themselves have set this standard where mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. essentially every dropped point is a disaster mm-hmm. I feel like are they just going to go on one of those horrendous like runs where they win about 25 games in a row they normally wait a lot later so yeah. they're, yeah. they're just going to be like we're going to have to bring this forward lads <laughs> yeah. that's kind of how it felt wasn't it it was very um you know, very comfortable display from them. Erling Haaland was asked if it was their best display of the season. He sort of said, probably, yeah, essentially. But it's like, even then, you feel like there's still more gears to come from this team. They I, didn't I, yeah. seem challenged, right. really. Because they, they weren't... In the first half, it was fairly even, actually. Mm. And I, Manchester City, obviously, they were good. You know, 3-0, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a comprehensive win against any team in the Premier League. But actually, you know, if Manchester United were at the races... They maybe could have got something out of the match because, but it, I mean, I know that sounds a bit daft using, you know, Gary Neville's obliterated and so on. But Manchester United had a couple of opportunities. They did, but of course. I mean, as the game goes on, that's got, when it sorts the the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, and I mean, City's chances that they, that you know, Anana essentially. Um, bailed United out of were probably a bit better, weren't they, than the chances True. United made? I mean, Rashford. They learned from that first one, didn't they? When, they had when, a... when Harlan's header was saved, they thought we can't yeah. let him do that again. <laughs> we learned from that ball. No, the what they post. thought was like, right, right, we got that one covered. Yeah. So just just let him, yeah. let him do Man it. Right. And, Andre, you've one. got that one. Okay. <laughs> Man United should launch their own kind of a European Super Chaff League for the chaff. <laughs> Because every league's got chaff. Can I get Juventus on the phone? We are still interested. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more like the Europa League, but um, we are going to do it. <laughs> Europa Super League. Get it going. Get it in there. Okay, that's what we're that's what we're talking about. But yeah, I mean, Erling Haaland was involved in in all three goals. Of course, he was given some treatment by the home fans after he scored that penalty. The, the fans were chanting Kino, which that was awful. I, I don't mean to be a bit sort of pious about it, but. Bloody hell, that is awful. Yeah, I mean, considering like that man like ended his father's career. Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was you know the, the first steps of that wasn't it? It's really pissed off because we 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 as a lot of people who dug out the Stoke City fans when they would 
cheer Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Ram, yeah. and yeah, rightly yeah. so. And, yeah. you know, and it's which is her and stuff. But that is like, I, it's, but it is poor. just sort of like reverberating around their crumbling palace. But that's Peter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, you enjoy it. Yeah, you enjoy that, mate. You that, really enjoy that shout. But that's right. You're right. That's all they've got. <laughs> that's all they've got. It's pathetic. Shouting about <laughs> someone's broken leg, Dad. <laughs> It's like after he scored against, after he scored I, I know. against you, yeah, I just—it's thin stuff, isn't it? It really bloody is. Um, yeah, no doubt about the. the, the, the was it a penalty? Uh, it's, a, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because I can completely see why. I like them being given. I'll be honest. Yeah, because it, it, it's not a particularly yeah. um, like aggressive action from Hoyland, is it? But it it does stop, it does stop him getting to a point where he can score a goal from mm. right. So it is one of those things where it's like, well, yeah, he he has denied a goal scoring opportunity there. So more of a nil yeah. on one the one than Newcastle match. Let's, let's put it that way. Guys, yeah. Gary O'Neill would, would agree with you, presumably. <laughs> Bernardo Silva was awarded uh, the man of the match, of course, despite Haaland's two goals and assist. Mm. That shows you how good he was um, Harlan said uh, when he gave the uh, award to, to Silva I love you just like Pep does because Pep said of Bernardo he is beyond good in all departments we're in love with him and I love it when you think Pep can't give mm. a higher superlative you think where can he go he's used them all up he manages to create a nice little new one there I he love does. thee to the depth and breadth of my heart <laughs> it really is stuff I mean he went on about how crucial he is and we didn't want to lose him and, and, and so on and so forth I mean is Bernardo Silva obviously namesake but he is the sort of, if you like, that mercurial player like David Silva was uh, previously. You know, David Silva, one of the best players in that club's history, mm. uh, you would say, certainly modern history. Bernardo Silva, slightly different players, but obviously there are similarities. He's yeah. that type of player. I don't know if I'd call him mercurial because he's, well, he's very consistent, isn't he? He's just so Sorry, sort of uh, consistent uh, that you almost... He doesn't always stand out, if that makes sense. Sorry, yeah. When I say as in um, tricky and creative, right? I suppose, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, mm, he's mm. magical, magical feet. <clears throat> yeah, just like Anthony does, Peter. Yeah, um, that was embarrassing, wasn't it? Everything's mm. embarrassing. This <laughs> See, match. this is the part. part of it. He just comes on, fucks shit off. It doesn't really, help. Doesn't help. Like, you're right. Everything. He's there. What is he? Their second highest. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, transfer fee for a, for a player. It's no. weird because that. And he's brought on as a hatchet man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't think that was the instruction. I think they just sort of lost their heads at this point. Well, I mean, wasn't it Jim? It seemed like a very direct thing he went to do. He's like, I know, (laughs) I'll show him. Go out and play the hits. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it was... I mean... He's he's like, do you remember when um, uh, John Lennon and Chuck Berry both excellent music men? uh, I saw this clip this morning on Twitter. You You love a bit of Chuck Berry chat for all the wrong reasons. Uh, I think with Chuck Berry and John Lennon, there's a lot of wrong reasons. Despite their talents. Um, Yeah, the the clip where... (laughs) Let's be clear about their talents. They're playing (laughs) playing guitar with each other. And uh, what's uh, John Lennon's partner? Yoko Ono. She's going, ah! Over the top of it. Chuck she's, that, face she's the hatchet amazing. woman. She is the hatchet. You used to do that in indie clubs of a song did, came yeah. on that you would like. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear the <laughs> Play <bats>. Wonderwall again. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, I mean, Fernandez as well kind of lost his head a little bit towards the end and he had that kind of sulky character that we've seen from him when things mm. aren't going their way. And that's, this is part of the problem, isn't it? Like, obviously at 3-0 down, they're not going to get back into the game. No. But um, you at least have to, you know... Consider trying, right? Well, well, I mean, so you're right. I mean, this is so, so. Let's let's come back to Roy Keane, shall mm. we? Because Roy Keane would very much say this is this is ridiculous. You can't get beat. I think you know, he was talking about the seven 0 at Anfield. You just can't get beat like that. And he's right. Yeah. And then that that famous uh, line, you know, smash somebody. At least it make me feel better. Well, Anthony taking a leaf out of yes. his book there, of course. But but you are right. That, and it, but he called for Bruno Fernandes to be stripped of the captaincy. He did, which is not. Well, um, Useful, is it really for the? No, the exactly, club, and that just shows you strip him of the captaincy. Oh, is the manager in trouble? Yeah. This, that, and the other. It is all over the place. Mm. And at, I think at Manchester United. This is part of the problem Man United have, though, isn't it? And it's the same with a lot of big clubs. But I think actually with them, it, it's more pronounced. Every um, every result that isn't a win, essentially, mm. uh, is is a little miniature crisis, <clears throat> and you get these these situations where. Uh, a lot of ex-players who are obviously very invested in Man United and very passionate about them, such as Roy Keane and, and Gary Neville, are very understandably, mm-hmm. very passionately sort of upset about this and the questions about the ownership come up again and we go, we sort of, it, it's got its own miniature little news cycle really, isn't it? it does, whenever yeah. Man United lose a game, especially a game like this. And it just piles the pressure on. And, it, I, you know, Neville and Keane aren't wrong to call these things out and, and give their opinion. But I think when, when you're that big a deal as an institution as Man United are, 
uh, things are just under more of a microscope, aren't they? And every crisis seems much, much bigger. But I mean, that says I they think don't quite... seem to be improving, well, I, do they? I, I think I, th- I would disagree with the point that every loss seems like a crisis because I think no, it's further evidence of the crisis right. that they're every, in. Every win seems like a narrow thievery. Yeah, well, <laughs> look at the, I mean, I when say. they beat FC Copenhagen, mm. we're talking of narrow thievery, yeah. right? We all thought, oh, well, fair privacy, obviously, we're going to celebrate that. Mm. Be ridiculous um, not to. But it was a talk about is this the platform? Is this something? I I, I just yeah, it, it's clearly not. Now I know Manchester City are the best team in Europe right now. Okay, so let's not be silly here. You can be beaten, but it's again, it's the manner of the defeat. It's all the same noises and and some of the just some of the the performances and it's just disjointed. I think mm. if you're if you're utterly outclassed by an opponent, look, I mean, Man City beat Real Madrid. Was it 4-0 at the Etihad in the semi-final of the Champions League first leg last season? In possibly the most complete performance I've ever seen of a football team ever. Okay, that's Real Madrid and Mm. a good Real Madrid. Well, not a vintage Real Madrid side, but it's obviously a a serviceable one. They got to the Mm. semis of, 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 of the Champions League. You have to hold your hands up sometimes in football and go, <laughs> bloody Nora, what could we have done there? You know, Carlo Angelotti's there going, <laughs> unlucky yeah. lads, you know, okay, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get them next year. You know, this is not like that. No. This is, a, this is, this is a, it's an embarrassing defeat, the manner of it and, and so on and so forth. And Eric Ten Hag, he is under a little bit of pressure. I don't think he's under enormous pressure. I think he's still got a bit of goodwill about a goodwill about what they did last he season. He got goodwill. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, he needs some sort of wishing well or yeah. something to, 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 to. Harry Maguire would only fall down it. <laughs> That's harsh, Jim. Not with that head. Um, but uh, That's harsh. But, <laughs> but get stuck on it. I just I look, we said this in the first game of the season against Wolves, which we've cited a few times uh, on the Ramble this season. Mm. Do you look at that midfield at Manchester United? It's disjointed. I mean, Amrabat, who's just come into the side, now he's a talented player and he plays, you know, different facets to his game. He plays in different positions. But him and Christian Eriksen are essentially the base of that midfield yeah. against Manchester City, right? Mm. And then in front of them, Scott McTominay, who's having a, you know, de- decent season. And, you know, he, if it weren't for a great save from Edison, he, he might have scored. You know, he's in front. Rashford again, Mr., you know, a chance Bruno Fernandes. You look at that. I just thought to myself, Manchester City are going to pick apart all day. Yeah. And you say, well, who do you bring in? Well, that, and there lies the problem. Well, who are the signings? You know, Mason Mount comes on, and I said it before. I'm concerned for Mason Mount mm. that his career now just it, he now just kind Wastes of drifts a while, and and it could be a while for him to come back. You know, that, he was a nailed on England starter not that long yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. He won the Champions League not that long ago. Although I know football moves on quickly, and it does seem a while ago. But now look at him. Where does he fit in? It is all over the place. And and you can blame the hierarchy of the club. And of course, that is to blame for a lot of the stuff. But you can't blame them for everything. We should point out at this stage that um, um, Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans started this game. And with all the respect in the world to Johnny Evans, he came in for emergencies, didn't he? Essentially for sort of injury crises and they, mm. they are in that they you know they had to pay, play Victor Lindelof at, at left back they've got a very difficult situation with that with with all of their sort of serviceable actual you know fullbacks it's all are, that are, sh- aren't available short term crumbling concrete we've got in all <laughs> yeah, public buildings Old Trafford does feel a bit like that doesn't it <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's it, it's a real conundrum, isn't it? Because it seems like whoever comes in and whatever yeah. style they try, yeah. we we come back to this. There doesn't seem to be improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the again, I think the injuries are a, maybe a, a bigger deal than people are giving you know mm-hmm. credit for. But it does feel like they're not going anywhere positive at the moment. It doesn't moment. feel like this season's going to progress from the last season. It's. Um, I mean, at the moment, do you think they're going to get into the Champions League? It looks very unlikely, doesn't it, on this sort of form? No, and I, as, as I say, I know you can, you can, you can blame the leadership, and of course, of course, it's there. But when people talk about other stadiums, this was—I I, I get all that totally, and you, and you can't underestimate that. But you know, when Ten Hag's when they're signing players, when he when he's when he's doing his team talk, when he's trying to g up the players, you know, something is is not working. And we've seen clubs with disarray in the background and actually perform okay. You know, sometimes clubs break the model. Look at Chelsea, you know, sacking managers and oh, got to give them time and so on, and yet. You know they've won the Champions League mm. twice in recent memory. They've, they've 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 done okay. It is it's a shit show at Manchester United. I mean, as Simon Stone pointed out on on X, uh, they've lost five of their opening ten league games for the first time since the eighty six eighty seven season. That's mm. how bad it is. Um, their only league wins a season have been against Wolves, Brentford, Sheffield United, Burnley, and Nottingham Forest. Now, no mean feats. Obviously, they're all good sides, but you know, come on, that that's mm. yeah, they need to be doing better. And Jonathan Wilson pointed out that thirty four Premier League defeats now at Old Trafford in the ten years since Sir Alex Ferguson retired, which is the same number 
um, that they endured in more than two decades under him. Old Trafford is not a fortress, fortress anymore. Teams go there. It's a bit like <clears throat> yeah. what Arteta has done at Arsenal. The Emirates now is a fortress. Mm. You don't want to go to the Emirates. Whereas not that long ago, you thought, oh, we're going to the Emirates. Oh, we'll get something we'll out get of the game. One, we'll get one shot and we'll win the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and I just wonder, but, but we, should, we should give the final word on this to, about Manchester City. Because, you know, as you say, they lost a couple of games, uh, you know, not that long ago. And we're still talking about it as if it's this mm. huge thing, Peter. Yeah. But when, yeah. they, when they turn up like that and the players they have and blah de blah de blah they are still, without a doubt, the best team in European football. No one's going to lose their jobs after <laughs> a Manchester City win. Yeah. But it's indicative of a wider problem for Manchester United. Mm. Yeah. Well, and of course, and it hurts Manchester United more mm. that they're doing so bloody well. Mm. I mean, but, we are about to be in a situation where Jim Ratcliffe comes in and by all accounts is going to take over the football side of operations. So, you know, perhaps the solution is already there and it hasn't been enacted yet. Well, that is, uh, that is the great hope, I suppose, for their supporters. Mm. Yeah, there we are. Um, gentlemen, Chelsea nil, Brentford 2. Was that an upset, considering that Brentford have now won all three of their of their visits to Stamford Bridge as a Premier League club, Peter? They've got their number, haven't they, really? But I mean... <laughs> I love this when a smaller club's got a bigger club's number. Yeah, but like, it's never quite as acute. I mean, Chelsea are who they used to be, but it does seem quite acute and quite interesting. Mm. I mean, I would even look at like Madueke's uh, opening sort of clip off the bar, which yeah, is yeah. stunning. Yeah, yeah. And it should have gone in. Kukurea probably had time to take an extra <clears> touch and stuff. Chelsea aren't doing themselves any favours, no. but I think like they, they, there's just something about Brentford who just sort of go, ha ha, we'll have these three points, goodbye. Yeah, a very old 90s reference. We'll get an Uber on. Yeah. <laughs> um, was uh, when Southampton for a brief moment had Sir Alex Ferguson's number. Right, yeah, 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 that? Okay, yeah. It's just funny when these, these yeah. smaller clubs just do it. I mean, Brentford, like they just thought, what do we do? Yeah, soak up the pressure. Yes, get a bit of luck and then we'll hit them. Yeah. And hit them they did. And Chelsea's home form has been pretty <clears> poor for, for a while now, hasn't mm. it? So it again, has, yeah. it's a similar thing where teams go and they they feel like they can get something. It's no longer a, 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 such a daunting task. and But it's funny because Chelsea have won a few recently and obviously against Arsenal they were much better. Yeah, they were sport. brilliant. Yeah, exactly. And you thought, hang on a minute. Now, I would suggest that this may be a blip in that resurgent mm. form because if you look at it, as Pete said, they came very close. They had a few chances. They shouldn't have really lost that game. No, and and I think with with, with Poch as a manager, <clears throat> and he had trouble with this when he was at Spurs. Like he 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 talks about he how how little he cares for Premier League teams who defend deep because he just can't break them down. Mm. Unfortunately, that's sixty percent of the Premier League because yeah. there are so such attacking teams at the top of the tree. So yeah. and he hasn't even got the firepower that he had at Spurs. Mm. He hasn't even got the firepower he's had elsewhere. So yeah. you know he's got weird. Well, he's got to find out. He's, <laughs> he's got to find the solution. Yeah, for that. it's hard. To, it's weird to think that you know he doesn't have the firepower he had at Spurs when given they've spent a billion mm. quid or whatever it is but it's such a strange and unique set of circumstances we've never really seen this anywhere in football before this this amount of sort of turmoil and turnover and there is a mm. sense I think that like the fun's going to stop soon mm-hmm. and that they mm. will sort of click into gear and well, they will they return been. to what you expect from Chelsea yeah. absolutely yeah but the performances have been there haven't they but if, you know even last weekend they didn't manage to win the game they absolutely shit it on it was absolutely sewn mm. up this one they, they've not been able to use that as a platform to build on but I do think again with that that many players coming in and we've spoken about it all season but it's going to be relevant all season this whole year is almost like a like a pre-season for them you know Pochettino still has to work out what his best team is who what you know relationships are, are, are worth developing and it, it all just is a huge huge task for him mm. is it the task is made bigger when um Substitutes kick the ball away from free kicks they're about to take. <laughs> Neil Morpo. We knew he was yeah. a bit of a shit That was glorious. <laughs> if you're not going to contribute on the field, yep, yep. find a place. It's just yeah. wonderful. What, but I, I just sort of think to myself, boot it into the stand. Yeah, if you're going to do yeah, that, yeah. Get, get your booking. Don't yeah. then do a little tap and go, oh, hang on, look, come on. No, you've made the <laughs> offence. Yeah, you know you've what? made the decision. Have yeah. a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Blast it into the player's face as <laughs> hard as you can. Imagine Blast it, it into the referee's that's, face. That's the only time he gets into the net all season from there. <laughs> Honestly, that when he, when he bears down on goal, you're thinking, shoot, shoot, Keeper's going to get his shoot. And I think Ian Wright pointed out on match today, he didn't even get the assist because, uh, was it Sanchez? Oh, uh, no. Who, who toe-poked Brilliant. him through to Mbwemo. Um But yeah, I mean, incredible stuff. The first Brentford goal was a great header. Yeah. Proper mm. sort of meat and two veg stuff. Um, Ethan Pinnock, of, uh, of course. Um, he was Brentford's record signing in 2019 when they got him from Barnsley for three million quid. Wow. Just to put things into perspective, Incredible. everybody. I love Thomas Frank's face when the you know the, the sort of manager cam, if you like, when the moment 
Pin, the ball is lobbed up and Pinnock starts to rise, you can see his face go, oh, this, <laughs> this is what I live for. I've yeah. seen this a few Boom. times on training. And, yeah. then, and then it goes, you know. Mm. It's, it's so impressive what, what, what's been done at Brentford and what's been achieved yeah. there, isn't it? We're sort of so used to it now, we, we kind of don't <clears throat> maybe give them their flowers, um, to use a phrase that everyone seems to be using at the moment. For some Bees reason. like flowers. Yes, yeah. yeah, well, indeed, yeah, we should have seen it coming. But yeah. it is, like, they've just come up and established themselves as a Premier League force as mm. if that is actually very simple. Yeah. It's really impressive. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and, and a lot of big scalps along the way and, and, and impressive performances. And in Brian and Buemo, uh just one of the best attacking players in the league right mm. now. He's, the he's, the, the um, partnership with him and Johan Wisser is just so enjoyable. Yeah. And again, their main man, Tony, has of course, not been there for a while. And yes, they've not had a superb start to the season, in, you know, in terms of picking up points. But it's, but it's been perfectly respectable, you'd mm. say, and that is a wonderful win. As you say, you kind of run out of things to say to Brent because you feel like we're saying the same old things. But actually, we should still continue to mm. say those those things um, because it, it is true and what they've achieved and, and what they are doing. And give brilliant. Chelsea a boot every time. <laughs> there, yeah. Chelsea boot, if you what, would. Peter, what did you think of Mark Kukurea, um, who was uh, seen... Uh, posted on WWE's John Cena's Instagram account. And people, well, what's going on? Well, he, apparently when he was asked which celebrity he'd like to play him in a film, mm. he said, John Cena. Surely he's taken the piss when he said that. Well, I, th- I think John Cena is an underrated shitposter on his Instagram. Uh, he's quite a corporate kind of like steady hand. Like he he, he seemed to learn Mandarin just so that um, Visit Man's share price could go up. To be fair, he's that, a very, that, that he's is big, impressive though he's on a one big level. It is impressive, but it's a very company man thing to do. Did you slag his mum? Sorry? Did you slag his mum? No, that was the uh, Viper. Um, what's his name? <laughs> Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Who's yeah. a much scarier man. Who's a much scarier, <laughs> sexier man. <laughs> I, I said that Osama Bin Laden might have been in his, gra- in his grand's uh, basement. <laughs> and, as an ex- and as an ex-Marine, they don't take that yeah. sort of chat very kindly. <laughs> Eyeball in me throughout the advert break. I was like, You're I, in the same room as him. I had no idea what wrestling I'm like, was. <laughs> and I was like, this guy seems weirdly angry. <laughs> but I'm aroused. Yeah. All oh, right. I thought that you, you were on the phone, like it was a, a dial-in and John no, Cena. No, no, he's definitely in the room. All oh, right. What wrestler would play you play you in the Football Ramble biopic? That's a question. Oh, yeah. Iron Claw, the Ramble story. Earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> Earthquake, John wow. Tenter. Remember him? Yeah. yeah. Or Jake, Jake the Snake, maybe. I just remember nice. the 90s ones, funnily yeah, enough. Yeah. Good. Strangely. Yeah. Um, can't say Hulk Hogan. No, you can't. No, uh-huh. There's a lot of them you can't yeah. say. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, this is a strange one, isn't it? Because the the timing of this is really weird because mm. John Cena has posted that after they lost. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's an odd, like, <laughs> what does it mean? Yeah. Like, I thought it was a, a strange dig. Yeah. John Cena can't be a Brentford I don't fan, think it's a, I don't think it's a dig. I think he's just, he's just, a, he's just a funny shitpost. I, I like him on Instagram. I don't like him in real life. It's mad. Yeah. I don't know where it comes from. Whereas, Did you insult his mum in real life? On a no, separate just, just on Instagram. Just on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. It's yours to go and win. Not as ours, yeah. Tell me, what did you say in that huddle right at the end? None of your business. Cheers, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) None of your business. None of your business. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Um, it's, it's a lovely, it's a lovely <clears throat> post match. I, I very much enjoyed speaking of post matches. Yeah, I very much enjoyed um, Potch saying that he wants to be dirtier up top. Yeah, oh dirtier. yeah, yeah. Lovely. I went past Pete Donaldson's window and he told me <laughs> I need to be dirtier up top. But he's fine down bottom, presumably. He's fine down the bottom. Yeah, well, he's got Asas chaps on, Christian Aguilera style. Ooh, dirty. There we go. <laughs> dirty. <laughs> Press room. Ooh. Oh, what a reference. Noughties. You're more of a noughties man, aren't I you, am for a obvious reasons. man, yeah. I am. <laughs> We've got some of the decades covered. Um, Ring the alarm and I'm throwing elbows, ladies and gentlemen. It's a football ramble. There we are, you see. Old red man over there. Is <laughs> it red man? I can't remember. Who knows? Sorry, Who knows? everybody. It was, yeah. Sorry, everybody. It was the noughties. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember them, then, uh, then you were there. Um, speaking of past decades, um, before we move on, did you see that Clive Tilsey tweeted before the Manchester derby? Anyone else that could manage to watch a big football match without an overture from an urban poet now? Yeah, this was fascinating, wasn't it? Because it was um, it was about a Sky um, little pre-match package thing together with a sort of with, well with an urban poet just sort of doing a really smug poem about how successful City are compared to Man United now. I fucking hate um, it. I hate it. <laughs> You're I, Team I, Clive. I'm, see, I'm massively Team Clive. And it's like, it, like yes. the thing that gets me is it's what old white men think is cool, ironically. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Clive should buy all right, sort of go, yeah, it's what the kids like, isn't it? No, yeah, no, the Premier League's no, cool, no. isn't it? Yeah. You can't pull the wool over till like, those eyes. It's like every fucking advert, and it has been for the last five years, has been like, yeah. like rhyming couplets. Uh-huh. Here's, here's to the bench oh, warmers. Hate, here's to the ex. Here's, here's to the off the benches. Yeah, huh? Yeah. yeah, but yeah. So there's a point in the poem as the well. The tackle right? shirkers, <laughs> the three o'clock ballers, <laughs> the offside callers. Go <laughs> carry on. No, so I wrote it down earlier on. Did you? Yeah. Unbelievable. While you were talking about United. Is that your next voice? That's over, all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am open to that. Yeah, there is a bit in the poem where he says, "The move from Main Road made us." It's like, is it, is it? Is that what <laughs> led to that uptake in fortune? Must have, sold main, must have sort of sold Main Road for an awful lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise it was that 50 valuable. Fifty billion pounds. Yeah. Look at Nora. They but, found oil. You know, fair play to the kid. Yeah. Um, but is so it? what was? <laughs> they, 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 no, this, this needs to be stopped at source. I love this. Stop it. Just Pete in every other area of his life. What's that? There's five in there. What's happening? They're all fighting. Pete moves into middle age. Moves <laughs> out of London. I just and he's can't wearing be asked during the day. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, team... it's people like me who moved out of the country, who got to work on Scion Lane, who pretend this sort of uh, thing is what the kids want. You, it's not what they want. You, they want shouting on the internet like every other cunt. Mm, it, be... Are you making like a showreel for GB News right now? Because <laughs> that's what it sounded like. I'm going to do the whole show from behind, like, for, you're the left wing corner and uh-huh. I'm the right wing uh, reactionist. <laughs> you're... Is, where would you prefer this time of year? Dubai or Singapore? <laughs> this is all I'll ask. I'd like Singapore. Mm. Okay, a bit yeah. more culture, maybe. It is, yeah. But okay. this wasn't the end Better of that food. story, was it? Because wasn't. everyone on Twitter thought that Clive Tilsley was having a pop at Peter Drury. Oh, no, no. And he didn't correct them. No. And it's still up there <laughs> yes. now, and he doesn't seem to have made Hanging any sort in of the air. To it. Lovely. The best reply I saw to Tilsley for this, though, was mm. sort of one of those absolute fun vacuums that you get on Twitter. <laughs> it says, just need AI to tell us the player's name on the ball. Bin the rest. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> that was that Tory Joyless. MP who loved the, the the brief match of the day highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely yeah. him. Anyway, everybody, it's now time for an update on our ramble. Acker with Betfair every weekend. We're placing a £10 Acker on four match odds 90 markets across the Premier League where any winning bets are paid out in 90 minutes. So you don't need to worry about any stoppage time drama ruining your bet. Game one, Vish picked Manchester City to beat Manchester United. Of course, they did 3-0. Yeah, and he did that, didn't he? So that um, he'd have a bit of joy mm. uh, if they lost the game. So he must mm. be absolutely bouncing off the walls. <laughs> well, he would be bouncing <laughs> off the walls. Not in that house. The ceiling fell in a few weeks ago, didn't True. it? True. Yeah, oh, he, he would be bouncing off the walls if all four bets came in, mm. which sadly they didn't. I mean, I did my part again, Jim. I picked Bournemouth to beat Burnley. They did 2-1. Andy picked Wolves to beat Newcastle. It was a 2 all draw. And Jim foolishly picked Brighton to beat Fulham. I did. And, uh, <laughs> and obviously, Joao Polina finished off that. So they drew one all. So we didn't win that one, but in total, there were three stoppage time goals in the Premier League this weekend. And Betfair are donating £10 to the charity pot for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this season. That's another £30 for Prostate Cancer UK. Remember, with Betfair this season, when you place a bet on their match odds 90 markets, you will get your winning bet paid out in full at 90 minutes. We'll be back with another one of these on Friday. Right, Arsenal 5, Sheffield United 0. Eddie Nketiah scored his first Premier League hat-trick and captained Arsenal for the first time when Bukayo Saka went off. I think the first part of that sentence is perhaps more of the headline grabby bit. Oh, it was lovely. Lovely to see him get his first hat-trick, especially the first one. Uh, the first goal was so great. Declan Rice, like, nutmegged cross mm. onto that, onto his, you know, into Nketiah's path for that lovely, lovely little, I'm going to say Bergkamp-esque finish well, if I may get carried way, away t- yeah no you, you can and and talking will. of sort of turns and, and moments as I said I talked about Calvert-Lewin talked about Huang obviously different moves and that kind of thing but this would be in lovely there. little turn as well yeah and obviously I think the, the, there's a lot of goodwill for Nketiah um, which is balanced out almost exactly with a lot of people saying he just isn't quite good enough and needs to be upgraded and it's sometimes my foot's in one camp sometimes in the other now obviously it's brilliant for him to get that hat trick and prove that he can you know lead the line and, and, and be the, the main man when called upon but you do have to take into account the quality of the opposition you know mm. they, they are now um mired in the worst premier league start a team has ever had lost mm. uh, nine S- of their opening 10 matches exactly and it's mm. it's it's a game at home but it's, they were all really really well taken goals he poached the second one beautifully and hopefully he that can third just one Jim talk about the third one the third one was lovely and also um even though Enketi did most of the work lovely for Emma Smith Rowe to get a, get an assist mm. as well in his first start in nice to see absolute him. yonks I mean Jim you can say anything about this game it ain't gonna make the edit because producer Finn is a Sheffield United yeah. fan and, he, he and he's the one the game, he, he went to the game with his brother yeah and uh they witnessed this I mean I would say I go under um, behind enemy lines quite a lot um, for the London games at Newcastle United but uh, at least you wouldn't have to celebrate like not celebrate a goal because you didn't see any goals exactly so So, I mean that's probably of some consolation (laughs) (laughs) again for the brothers ransom (laughs) the brothers ransom Sounds like a fog tale. Great win, though. You've got to put these games away, right? They can be. I think you, you put can allow them well. to be tricky. Mm. Mm. Uh, Peter, is Eddie and Ketia good enough to be the backup for Harry Kane during the Euros? Well, I mean, at the start of this season, he wasn't the he wasn't worth being the backup to whoever Arsenal had, Gabriel <laughs> Jesus or whatever. Yeah. But um, he's he, yeah, he had a very good time against um, not even middling opposition today. I see. You'd probably still have Ollie Watkins ahead of him in that mm. that sort of pecking order. I'd have um, uh, Wilson ahead of him. Oh, I see. Oh, well, set thank there's you. A, there's a few there. There's yeah. a few names rattling around. Maybe Dominic Cavett-Lewin will come back into the mm. into the chat, um, which I'll oh, definitely... Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony. Have time. Exactly, mm. yeah, you see. And I will um, bring this England agenda in uh, wherever I want them, you all. Um, so, yes, Jim, Arsenal needed this victory because Spurs won on the Friday night. They've got mm. to be hot in the heels of those hot Spurs. <laughs> they need to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, they're two points clear at the top of the table. Still. Hmm. Oh, no, it's early days. That's what we said about Leicester when they won. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. surely not. Oh, they're, they're, Are you tipping them then? Well, Arsene Wenger is. And it, who am I to not, deny though, Big Veng? Well, no, but he said deeply, I believe Tottenham will be one of the contenders for the league. Okay, so he's mm. not. He's saying that they're one of the contenders of the league. You have to put them in the bracket now. Oh, absolutely. Of course you do. Pressure on. Yeah. I think the, the issue that um, they may have uh, is one of squad depth, isn't it? Yes. So, I mean... If they're smart in January, um, that would be smart. 
Right. <laughs> Be you're smart. Just, Get you, smart. You're reluctant to give them good ideas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but genuinely, that was part of my thinking. We know that. Like, no, Le- Big Angie's listening. Obviously <laughs> <laughs> not. Levy casting his ears across all the podcasts. What's that Jim Campbell <laughs> saying about us? Um, well, it's interesting to see um, who will uh, come out on top in the league, Arsenal or Spurs. And if they do, will that lead to a Premier League title? Manchester City would think otherwise, of course. Um, I mentioned Harry Kane there. We're going to bloody mention him again, everybody. Mm, Did you see that? Did you see that? This weekend, like just exceptional work from the Barclays, the the Deutsche Bank and even the Santander. (laughs) It was just just lovely stuff. A weekend for the banks. It really was. Yeah. When is it not? (laughs) (laughs) They even have holidays for them, specifically for them. Um, A glorious goal, if you didn't see this. Bayern Munich obviously beat Darmstadt 8-0. There were three sendings off in this game, which all of them incredibly harsh. Yeah, but mm. on Sky Sports, on the, on the minutes, they said that that was the first time in Bundesliga history that That's there was three so sendings off in a game. That's yeah. so funny. I mean, I'm going on that. I couldn't be bothered doing the, 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 the research, but that I is... wouldn't know where to start. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They were yeah. all straight reds for similar things as well. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was three straight reds. I don't know, I don't, but that's that's uh, what the chat was. But a, a lot of red cards, a lot of goals. and uh, It was a raker. Thought, yeah. oh. He raked it. It was glorious. Because mm. when... <laughs> It's a long way to kick a football yeah. without bouncing mm. in your own and he, half. And he just sort of wafts it. Yeah. Glorious. Yeah. I mean... Wasn't he Wasn't he keen on being a kicker when he retires? Wasn't oh, that his vibe? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. That his in, 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 in NFL. One for the showreel. Yeah, okay, there you go. One for the NFL showreel. Yeah, that's true. I mean, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful mm. stuff from Harry Kane. He scored a lot of goals already at Bayern Munich. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> I do love that, though. I love that he just hit the ground running there. Yeah. Like, well, what did you expect? <laughs> because it's strange to see him. Well, despite this, does say that playing the same game and he's of age, you know, yeah, it's not totally, like he's twenty-one. Yeah. Well, I, but it, I mean, what I was going to say is it's strange to see him in the team, despite what Spurs are doing this season. Mm. But they're obviously doing it without Kane. But it's just strange to see him playing for one of the elite clubs in Europe mm. and just um, like just carrying on doing what yeah. he's doing. Mm. Well, there's pressure for him to do that, wasn't there? Because of the yeah. size of the fee, and he's just you know, it's not even bothered him remotely mm. and it was all coming up England quite frankly on the continent because Jude Bellingham in the Classico he <laughs> just gets better and better doesn't he oh my goodness I mean they, they won 2-1 Real Madrid away from home in that I think it was in the Olympic Stadium because Barcelona's uh, stadium's you know having a lick of paint or something yeah. whatever they, whatever's going on Barcelona playing with their Rolling Stones kit because uh, mm. um, they've got a deal with Spotify don't they of course yeah. and then um, Big Mick Jagger and co thought oh we'll get involved in this and they had the... Uh, he was there, Jagger. And, he was um, there. Watching, Ronnie Wood. Yeah. Ronnie Wood was there, yeah. With his, with his little hair, Ronnie Ex, Wood. Ex-colleague, Ronnie Wood. <laughs> He's doing an absolute radio show. And um, uh, Jude Bellingham um, ruined their day. Why did, Why couldn't Jude Bellingham? Because he's quite... Uh, <clears throat> when he scores, he's quite... Yeah, this is fine. This is what I do. I'm yes. Jude Bellingham. I'm brilliant. Why didn't he get the ball and like make the mouth of the Barcelona shirt lick the ball? Because he'd have to go up to one of the yeah, Barcelona yeah, exactly, players. Yeah. I don't know. He's Give quite a look. confident young man, isn't he? <laughs> if anyone's going to do it. But what a hit for the first goal. I mean, like, I know the keeper probably should have done yeah, a bit better. But the pace better, has but, taken yeah, it. Yeah, just, just, he's just, just crack-a-lacking. Why, are you not, why have you not got two men on him at all times? I know. He's well, just in charge, funny, isn't he, Bellingham? To, if you look at the winning goal that he scores, you know, it's late on in the game. Yeah. The ball is in a crossing position. Sort of improvised and finish. I, and who who let him go? Former Southampton man, Oriol Romeo, I believe oh. it was. And he, and he shoves Bellingham. Like, he pushes him almost like <laughs> towards the goal and goes... So Bellingham, they've got the ball out wide. Bellingham is now on his... Uh, mm. well, uh, nothing, all, it should be all right. Yeah. It shouldn't be fine. <laughs> you fine. knobhead. Absolutely incredible. Oh, I think it's 13 he goals. kicking the shit out of them over he there, is. isn't he? Come <laughs> on, then he's one of ours! 13 goals in 13 games, I think it is. He got something like, what, 24, 25 for Dortmund? Like, it's... Yeah. it's <laughs> It's incredible mm. the way they've sort of geared the team around him and this is what happens. And you're right, it's really hard to not get so excited about it. Because <laughs> he plays for us. I know. I don't think people realise this from, from other countries. Like, we've had, England have had some good players, don't get me wrong. But like, but like one of these ones? He's the best player in the world right now. Yeah. Up yours, everybody. Up That's yours. the spirit. That's yeah. the spirit, yeah. <laughs> That's why everyone loves us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's taken us about I, I, ten I, seconds, isn't it, in the grand scheme? I, to get I, I don't think it, it. I would say that I saw. Um, where was I? Somebody had painted um, on a, a bridge. It's coming home, right? right? Okay. And like written on a bridge with like white gloss paint. Uh-huh. 
thinking about that phrase. It's quite sinister, isn't it? It's, why is nobody in a horror film called It's Coming Home? Um, because, <laughs> because those horror films have been made regularly by right. England at tournaments. Yeah, you would okay, say. Right, right. On, the bri- on a bridge very close to me, it's, uh, <laughs> it says, um, uh, on the, written in that white page, Brexit was sold to you by liars! Liars! And there's a brilliant one. when you If you go from... Which motorway would it be? Maybe the M4 into London and it joins up with the A3 into mm. London. There's, I promise you, I see it every time and I enjoy it every time. On a bridge, as, you, as you're as sort of entering into uh, more sort of London territory, it just says banter. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Seek that out. Nice. It's, yeah, it's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely wonderful. There's a, uh, on a bridge uh, near <laughs> where I live, um, somebody's written, The Flat Earth Podcast. Oh. Which I'm, I'm yet to listen Why to. Why have you just given them a bit Huge of... plug. I just think everyone should listen to the Flat Earth podcast. There's probably loads of them. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. It's odd that you haven't listened to it considering you host it. <laughs> <laughs> but there we are, everybody. Um, before we move on, by the way, if I may indulge um, a little bit more foreign chat. Do you see in Serie A, Claudio Ranieri's Cagliari pulled off what was described as the greatest ever comeback in Serie A history? Right. They were 3-0 down. Um, and uh, and 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 made it four three. They won four three. Checked two goals. Yeah. In Last goal. <laughs> well, that was a bit. Of, wasn't a victory. That wasn't a victory. So that was that was described in the Guardian as the greatest ever comeback in Serie A history. So wow. I implore everybody mm. to have a look at it. I mean, it was their first win of the season. And talking of teams with their first win of the season, Bournemouth two, Burnley one. That's. It seems like why haven't Bournemouth had a win yet? I know what I you do, mean. Yeah. I feel like Bournemouth have had a win but they haven't yeah no I know what you mean I think that they've they've been a little bit unlucky perhaps you know they've been not terrible mm. um, but the league table doesn't lie Jim Campbell mm. unlike um, uh, Brexit of course um, but yes uh, uh, Philip Billing lobbed the goalkeeper James Trafford from 40 yards out which was enjoyable yeah. and I a lot of it, it about yeah I think it was quite an enjoyable game and there was no controversy at all other than that VAR check that seemed to take forever, I mean, Gordon this is Bennett. embarrassing. They were mm. chanting, yeah. It, it and and we 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 like a stat and a fact and all that. It was um, the Premier League's longest VAR check ever. Yeah, it took five minutes for officials to confirm if Jay Rodriguez's goal was indeed offside, as the on-field referee had decided. Mm. Now, if you're trying to draw the lines by hand on the offsides on VAR then you are going to come up a cropper aren't you yeah, because think. that first line which um, took off which which went through um, Jay Rodriguez's head to say he was onside was a fucking joke yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was an absolute piss take <laughs> only there was some sort of automated option available <laughs> I mean like what was what were they doing uh, about there yeah what is it yeah. daylight is it or something what do you want it to be what do you want let's <laughs> it's just ridiculous isn't it He's well on. No, some of him is onside. <laughs> Unbelievable. But what I found funny was like, okay, so that's where you've drawn the line. I'm thinking, okay, so is that onside? And then why does it? Oh no, look, just look at that image. Okay, we've done it wrong. Yet yeah, correct it. There you go. He's yeah. fine. Why did it take that long? Piss poor. I don't, I don't know why. There was a yeah. long stoppage in uh, in Newcastle's match as well. And I'm like, what are they doing? This is insanity. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, Mike Dean said that uh, it was embarrassing. He said, but you know, as long as they come to the right decision, as long as it takes ten minutes, and you kind of think, no, well, d- disagree. I, 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 <laughs> disagree. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to disagree. The, the, the trouble it's is, not for... a stroll around an art gallery, is it? <laughs> I don't know if you if that happened to your team though. Surely no. Okay, I, I get the point. But ten minutes. I mean, obviously he's exaggerating for for you know those purposes. But if you're Burnley now, I know Burnley then went on to have a great chance, and um, mm. was it Burke who, who who missed it? But you know, it's crucial. You know, you, you've got the wind in your sails, and and that can just take the sting out of the game. Yeah, you know, and 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 also players can can sort of stiffen up a bit and, and, and injuries can happen and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, they didn't want to take five minutes for that Vajak. No, I not. understand that. Mm. The, 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 the question is, that how did they take that long? And also, there was another really controversial situation a little while after that, um, where the, it was, I don't think it was even checked. Was it Sanderberg? The handball. The handball? It was that incident. I mean, uh, Vincent Company was very unhappy about that. Yeah. Um, he had a sort of existential crisis in the post-match. <laughs> I've never seen him so despondent. He needs to take a leaf out of Gary O'Neill's book. Absolutely. Which you inevitably will if it carries on like that for yeah. him. Um, I, I, I worry a bit about Burnley and Vincent Company. Mm. They're just not doing it. I think no. I, I admire what they're trying to do. And we've seen this before when teams come up and they and they, and they they try and implement their style, etc., etc., etc. And there are differing um, stories of in terms of success, of course. But you look at them, you know, they're 19th. The, the identity that they so clearly had in the championship, they're really, really struggling, I think, to, to implement. And then there's been flashes, of course. Mm. Um, but great win for Bournemouth, though. They um, they had a lovely old time, didn't they? So fair play to them. Um, speaking of the championship, gentlemen, 
QPR sat Gareth Ainsworth um, and they are now, uh, you know, well, they're not having a good season at all, are they? Um, I feel it's a touch harsh, you know, when Leicester City come to town. They only lost 2-1. Mm. If I was Ainsworth, I'd be like, come on, you've seen how good they are. It was only a 2-1 loss for Greg. Yeah. There'd be a lot of kind of like um, people who kind of make their money sort of popping in and do inspirational um, performances, <laughs> I guess, at half time. Yeah, I mean, they have um, lost... 10 out of their first 14 games and only won two. Mm. They've lost the, the last six in the league and they are second bottom. So, yeah. Yeah. noodle you out of that guitar, man. <laughs> I, I, I suppose the argument of we only lost 2-1 may not cut the mustard mm. and clearly it didn't. But, ladies and gentlemen, quite wonderfully, there are reports that Neil Warnock fancies returning for his third stint at QPR. Riding back into town. Come on. Welcome in. Come on. Surely. (laughs) I mean, I don't see this not happening. (laughs) He doesn't want to do a whole season. We know that. This may feel a little bit early for him, Mm. but... We've already had 14 games. Marcus, (laughs) this hasn't come from nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) We know about this because he wants us to know about it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I'd love it if he went there and his first thing was... Get Adel Tarat back. <laughs> <laughs> Get some of the old band back together. Yeah, we, it just it's wonderful, isn't it? Warnock would just—he loves it so much. Yeah, the idea of him for being a point, for a limited time in every season. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, I did think he obviously loves living down in Cornwall. It's a lovely spot where he lives. He's obviously a bit older, so maybe he doesn't you know have the the thirst. No, he does, he does have the thirst. Maybe it's the stamina. I don't know. But um, Is that Elizabeth Lyons re- refreshing. Did you think? <laughs> you know, he got good train links now. Yeah, I'm glad he's not a pundit though. Right? Yeah, because he'd that be would, too loose. He'd be too. I just think we might become overexposed. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think that this is. I think go away, have a have a have a refresh, have a little lie down. Nobody wants another in Holloway. No situation. And then and then. And then and then come back when you're ready because mm. jobs come up all the time in the championship. <laughs> so you're very welcome, Neil. It's a big league. Back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, gentlemen, uh, I would like to go to Saudi Arabia now. Oh, this has nothing to do oh. with okay. Jordan. Yeah, always going to happen. Yeah, an email. Um, speaking of uh, managerial merry-go-round, um, things haven't gone well for old Robbie Fowler. Oh. Yeah, of course, he was um, in the second tier um, and he was manager of al Qadsia, and he's been sacked. Despite oh. an unbeaten start. Yeah, it could have been all draws for all I know, Jim. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. They won six and drew two. Yeah, but well, those draws, though. <laughs> those draws. Were they winning? I, you know, I Cle- haven't. Clear out your desk. I don't have one. <laughs> I've been here for five minutes. It, I reckon Robbie, Robbie Fowler doesn't have a desk. He yeah. just has, you know, like that um, Hoover in Teletubbies. No, like he just sits imagine. aboard that and snuffles out money for all around <laughs> well, where's the, the, the oil states. And I, stuff, I love yeah. it though; it was the Saudi second tier. There's a few big uh, near managers who were uh-huh. in the second tier. Right. I don't think there's that much of a. It's all. I mean, he's getting fired after you know winning six and drawing two. I don't think it's about the football. I don't. I don't think it's about the football either. But he's gone. The second in the league. It surely isn't about the football. No, yeah, there's only two teams in the league. Jim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I. I just. Yeah. I. I would imagine. Don't know this, but I'd imagine Robbie Fowler um, has a similar arrangement that one or two other big names have in Saudi Arabia. In that right. they don't actually live in Saudi Arabia. Oh right, right, okay. They live in Bahrain. Well, the alcohol doth floweth. Oh right, right? okay. And uh, but it's close enough to uh, to fly in to some to in. some place place right. in Saudi Arabia. Oh, interesting. That is the word on those streets. Okay, mm. good. Yeah. Wicked whispers. So they are Peter. So if they come calling for you, maybe. Yeah. You know, all things all right. considered. Yeah, I've, I've I've come right round on this. <laughs> You see, they get you in the end. Yeah. Um, there we are, everybody. That's Newcastle fans shouting at us. Go on. So, uh, we love Saudi. We love Sa- we love the Saudis. We Do love they? the Saudis. Yeah. Do you not agree? <laughs> After all they're doing for your club? Fuck me. You want Ashley back, dear? Yeah. Fuck uh, it. It's got yeah. the same player. Yeah. As long as you keep the same players and the manager. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause, and I'll it'll definitely stay, won't it? <laughs> Build from there. A lot of bit looking at the bills at the moment. There's a lot of bills. <laughs> That's a lot of bills. He was back in the championship in no time. Yeah. And Neil Warnock will come knocking. Good. Thank you for listening to the Football Ramble, everybody. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Myself, Pete, Vish and Jim are back on Wednesday. Don't miss out. Our Ramble reacts after the Carabao Cup action later that day as well. Follow us on X, TikTok, Instagram and YouTube at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you, Petey. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.